Since the dawn of time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies just beyond his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding. It is said that the game of basketball can provide this fulfillment, but only to those who devote themselves to its principles, to a higher purpose, to end smart basketball. All right, so we've got a, a variety of exciting topics to, to cover tonight. We haven't had a had one of these recordings in close to eight or nine days, so the amount of news bubbling up around the world is just ready to be talked about here. What what uh, what did you guys happen to do before this recording? I'm I'm curious. Again, I want to kind of get a feel for everyone's mood, their potential behavior. What uh, what did you guys do tonight, Bob? I was I was at a holiday party, like a like a corporate holiday party. Very corporate. Very corporate. It was okay. okay. It was it was good. It was good. Yeah, I uh, fell asleep on the couch. Wow, this is thrilling, thrilling stuff here, guys. Okay, so this this could be uh, a really boring uh, recording. Okay, good, good to know. Uh, we got someone who just had, woke up and Bob who went to a holiday party that that was. I had uh, two old fashions. Two old fashions. Two. Okay. Brand, brandy or, or um, bourbon or or rye. Brandy. 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 You are in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they don't. I had one sour. One sour and one sweet. Um, I only had one sweet because another guy came up and asked me if I could order for him, and he wanted a sweet. And I said, "Well, rather than ordering one sour and one sweet, I just said, give me two sweet." Mm. That's the kind of guy I am. I make it easy on people. Tell, I I have made some old fashions. How do I know to make it sweet or sour? Is sweet just be you're, you're ordering a brandy, like a brandy no, old fashioned? So if you do a sweet, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess maybe technically, if 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 you're at most bars and you order a sweet, they're gonna give you like Sprite. Mm. If you order a sour, they're gonna give you fifty-fifty. I mean, mm. I, I mean, I want to sniff at it a little bit here. I mean, you you should. I'm just saying, at most bars, that's yeah. what they're gonna give you. And I get it. I mean, you want to have something you can sip a little bit longer, but like, to me, an old fashioned is really you got bitters, you got sugar. And you've got your you've got your spirit of choice, right? And a big ice cube, and uh, and if you're lucky, uh, a deluxe cherry. I don't know about this fifty fifty or the sprite additions going in there. It's kind of bastardizing it. Ed, can you pretend that you're Mike Francesa and you're ordering an old, an old fashioned sour, but you're ordering <laughs> for the first time? <laughs> um. I, I I think I'm a little conscious now that I have a very terrible Mike Francesa. Well, that's so why I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. it's so bad. It's funny. Like I want to hear the, your 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 terrible Francesa. I mean, I I couldn't do it any any worse or better. I'm just as bad as you, I'm sure. I, so. Hey hey bar, bartender, <laughs> give me give me an old fashioned sour. Somehow that's even worse because actually, there's no spirit this time. That's amazing. <laughs> no, that, that actually was great, Ed, because you actually did actually, I think, nail like a, maybe one of the, like, he would say sour, I think, in that same exact way, but everything else was wrong, but that was great. It was a very, like, sedated. Yeah. I think, I think honestly, like, my, he's bored. I, I've listened to enough Bill Simmons that it's his version of Meg Francesa that I'm channeling, so it's an imitation of an imitation. <laughs> 
Right. I had no idea that right. that Simmons was a, a Francesa in, in, impersonator. Okay. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I'll have to dial it dog. up on on YouTube. Dog, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So you're giving us uh, a Simmons does Francesa. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ed does Simmons does Francesa. Correct. I thought about doing a Ed. Imp- I've thought about doing an impression of Ed doing an impression of Simmons doing an impression of Francesa, but I'm going to pass. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, that was so... I mean, just thinking about it was so funny. I mean, you couldn't help laughing just thinking about it, so I understand why you're why you're laughing there. That's good. Um, speaking of uh, funny, uh, did you guys hear about that? Uh, those two poker players who... Uh, they they, uh, they wagered $100,000 on whether one of them, and I don't know who these guys are, Rich Aladdy, Rory Young, never heard of these guys. I don't really follow the poker scene anymore. Maybe these guys are like top top poker players, but they're, they're wagering $100,000 that Aladdy could last 30 days in a dark room without any interaction with humans or technology. And I, mean, I mean, that's that's interesting, but like, why is this, uh, like, why do you guys think this is like news? Like what? What am, uh, I, what am I missing here? Is it the fact that it's a hundred thousand dollar wager? Did, it sounds like it sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> Can I see anybody for thirty days? You give me a hundred grand and not to see anybody for thirty days. That is Bob's version of heaven. <laughs> but you know, complete darkness. Like you probably lose your mind after a couple days, and you'd have to sort of really like meditate. Oh. So I think. Uh, I don't think I'd be that would be allowed in most prisons. Yeah, I think that that would be uh, in all but the worst places on earth. Yeah. Did I see something that um, that whoever was doing it then placed a wager or made a side bet to get out of it? I think I saw something like that on Twitter. So there's yeah, a wager within a wager. It. Okay. He bought up. Yeah, he like he let the guy off after 21 days, I think, for like 62 grand, something <laughs> like that, is what I saw. Um. <laughs> Because he he saw the guy was still in good spirits, and so they ended it. Yeah. So so are you? Is there a guy there like in the shadows that's picking up the phone? Like, do you have a phone in that room? And if you want out, you got to call, and you can see what it is. Kind of like Deal or No Deal, where there's like a shadowy person there. <laughs> or well, they <laughs> they place the dollar amount. What I don't totally understand is that they were bringing him meals at like different times throughout the day. And he had to go into like a separate space when they were doing it, but he was still able to eat. And I don't know. It, does, it, it honestly, I mean, I called it heaven, but it really doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to me. I would, I would enjoy. <laughs> what it. would you do all day? Really though? Like, what do you do all day in the dark? I mean, do you talk to yourself? There's, you can't see anything. You can't do anything. There's nothing. What do I do? What do I do now? Yeah, but you've got yeah. you've got uh, you know various electronics that 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 bring you entertainment, whether it's your TV or your computer. You have none of those things. What do you What are you gonna man, do, man? Man, I would sing a lot. Like I would sleep and I would sing. I would okay, just, that's like, good. Yeah, yeah that's I a good think. good approach. All right. Bob would. I'd be having a good time. Bob would mentally contemplate uh, some type of a new betting system for harness horse racing, and then um, yeah, and just kind of like he'd be sitting there. You could see like his eyes going through like the REM like shuffle, you know, <laughs> as he's like computing it. So then when he gets out. Um, He'll want to go put it down, and he'll forget. That would be the comedy of it. <laughs> That's right. That yeah. And then he would complain about it in some fashion afterwards. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. I would complain about, like, being out. I'd be like, oh, it was so nice in there.
Can I go back? Can I pay to go back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, if you can imagine these guys were probably sitting, you know, in a casino or a sports book or maybe a poker room, just kind of talking about this, this bet and like, you know, trying to probably figure out, uh, you know, what the agreement or the uh, arrangement would be. And I mean, can you guys imagine like, what, like, let's say I wanted to, you know, hey, Ed, let's bet hundred grand on something. What, what would that be? Like, what would be the challenge? Like, would it be, you know, being thrown <laughs> into a, like a, a pit full of spiders or something or. Uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, if you're talking, like, are we talking about like a longevity thing like this, where maybe you're not talking about like a dark room? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but... I really want to know like where no. these guys like really like where their conversation was going where they decided to just, Hey, 30 well, days I, in a dark room is let's do let's... I would bet if I was making a bet for Zach, I would bet that he could not claim that he knew something was going to happen for 30 days. Okay. That would, that would be really tough for Zach. That would be really hard, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I know the easy answer to this, let's tie it back to a previous pod, is I would bet Bob $100,000 I could beat him in a free throw shooting contest. Oh, well, we're back to that? Okay, okay. I would... That's definitely that would easily be a wager if I had that kind of money to throw around. But, the, but we have to remember though, Ed, wow. this isn't like on the honor system. You've got to actually do it in front of other people. You can't just, you know. And I, I'm gonna give Bob this credit. Like I think that I am a better natural shooter. I think that Bob, in person, would do a good job of probably intimidating me. That would. <laughs> That it would throw me off my game a little bit. I think Ed. I think it wouldn't surprise me if, like, in a game situation, not on the free throw line, that you are a, a, a much purer shooter than Bob. But I think, oh, yeah. but I think, Absolutely. I think at the free throw line, it's neutralized because it's 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 more like, you know, just general practice. And any, anybody can be a good free throw shooter. There's no real skill in it. It's just repetition. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I could beat Ed in one on one, not by a long shot. But well, taking ten foot, you know, jumpers from the elbow. But yeah, I mean, right. I mean, Bob. To our, to our listeners here who haven't met Bob before, he has got like the the kind of the the animal wolf eyes that really pierce you when you really want to like deploy them. And that's what I'd be worried about is like a <laughs> like a constant unblinking stare. Well, that's when you that know he's <laughs> he's ready for a good hard foul. So I, that's why I like to really crank up the physicality and give him a good a good bump and, and make sure he falls out of bounds or something. Well, and again, I want to paint the picture for our listeners. Zach is not the bulkiest person, but you um you're you're pretty angular, you know, I would say would be a good term for you and you've got some sharp elbows. Oh yeah, and those can those can be those can be used as a as an effective weapon. So, I think you that, almost killed me in Denver one time. A couple yeah, years I ago. recall. I recall. Killed. I think yeah. I think I was I was definitely att- attempting murder right right on the on the court <laughs> at the rec center. I think the next time we play, I'm gonna insist that you wear elbow pads <laughs> for everyone's sake. Yeah, we'll definitely do a free throw contest for uh, what would be the what would you guys uh, bet on that? Like fifty bucks, a hundred, five. I bet a hundred on it. I I bet a hundred on Whoa. it. Yeah, you guys yeah. would bet. All right, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's gonna be exciting. All how right, many shots are we doing? How many shots are we talking 100. about though? Hundred shots. 100. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, yeah. that's even more excited. Okay, this is yeah, this is gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah, okay. Actually, Actually, that might I might have to negotiate that. I don't know. If, yeah, I would get tired for sure. Really? 
I had a good time. That was part of my plan. I know, yeah. <laughs> Bob go take a take, take a sick break. <laughs> so the other the other the other day, the Ed, you were I, I can't remember. I think you were watching the Lakers Nuggets game. This has been maybe a few weeks at this point, but you had mentioned that some of the guys were wearing short shorts. Uh, are you are you guys old enough? Were you do you recall wearing short shorts in like gym class, or is that like a is that like a, a a total item from another era for you guys? Because you guys are a good six seven years younger than I am. We had some old old uh, like I think it was middle school basketball uniforms that were definitely not as long as anyone would have liked. They weren't like they weren't super short, but uh, I mean they were like mid thigh. I feel like. Talk the old faces uniforms. The faces eagles, yeah. 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 Um, I don't recall them being like that short, but definitely not long enough. I mean, that would would that have been around the time of the Fab Four in Michigan, or was that a little bit past that time? That was pet. Well, they were probably ordered. They were like early nineties, right? Yeah. 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 Zach, did you wear the short shorts then in college at that time, or <laughs> when he was playing yeah. rec ball as an adult? <laughs> no, I was. Yeah, no, I I played. Uh, I was really horrible at basketball, but I still played freshman ball, and I was on the B team, which is like the lowest of the lowest. And our team wasn't any good in the first place, so I was just was basically out there just playing basketball for for fun. Um, and they had we had the hand me downs from the varsity from I would assume like the late eighties. Cause we, yeah. this is like, I guess at this point, this is like 91, 92. Mm-hmm. And so they, those would have been maybe two, three years old and they were pretty short, but I want to say that that was right in the era of, of people wearing biker shorts underneath. Uh, remember that? That was like a thing. Did you guys do that? Oh, I, I didn't do it, but I, that was definitely a thing though. No, yeah, that was a huge, I mean, everybody wore biker shorts underneath the, uh, the pants, the shorts. The um, the only thing I can share is not on the shorts, but on the fact that I wore my senior year, my jersey number was five, but that means that I, I was basically wearing like a size small jersey because, you know, like the single digits were really for the guards, which were typically smaller people. And, <laughs> and so I had a smaller jersey and I was told by somebody listening to the radio that they must have been bored because they were commenting on, you don't see a big man wearing a single digit number that often. And I think that they <laughs> talked about it for about a minute as I was playing one time. Um, so I think I probably mix and match the, the jersey and the, and the short size. Can I add, when I was listening to the radio, um, your basketball team on the radio, one time Tony Yeager came into the game. And the radio guy said, "Well, the Ledgers are going big here. They're bringing in Tony Yeager." And I was like, "What? They're going big? Because he's like six feet tall." <laughs> he is kind of broad-shouldered, though. Isn't Wait, can Tony we just kind of take a step back here? There was radio coverage of this. Oh, absolutely. KFIZ. KFIZ, the one you can count on. The high school. All right, yeah. High school yeah. radio. To go back to your con, I, it just looked like I think Lonzo really jumped out at me, that, of having kind of short shorts, and LeBron's may have been short too, but I think he was wearing the whatever the the leggings underneath it, whatever you call those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't sure if that was a thing, or if it was limited to to a couple players. And then so back in my day, they used to call them ooh babies. 
I don't know. I don't really. I, I, Ooh, I think babies. that's uh, that must be an Omaha thing, from what I'm understanding. I don't know if uh, I like it. I've never heard it before, but I like it. Yeah, I don't I'd think like I've to heard adopt it. it. I don't think I've heard it since high school, early high school days. That that referred to anything. It was either gym shorts or your your basketball shorts. Uh, you know, because everyone wore gym. You know, school issued gym uh, gym uniform, right? That's something that you guys did too, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zach. Zach, speaking of Ooh Baby, can you update us on the Patino podcast? Right, yeah. I was able to listen to uh, a good part of this week's podcast with Le- uh, Patino had Leslie Visser on, and that was interesting. You know, I mean, it's ob- obviously Patino's going to have people on that he's familiar with. He's not going to have actual guests where he has to actually, you know, interview somebody he doesn't know. It's everyone's, you know, kind of palling around with him, whether it's his old former players like Donovan or who I think the other one I listened to was Jay Billis. He's really, Patino's really chummy with folks in the media, which is really interesting. I, I feel like uh, I heard some <laughs> things from Visser that I was really surprised about. Like they had, she was reminiscing about days where they would, uh, uh, where Patino would host parties back in like the late 70s and 80s and they're talking about partying together. It just was really kind of awkward. <laughs> uh, my, my memory of Leslie Visser, Visser, excuse me, um, is that Zach was convinced that she was married to Vern Lundquist. <laughs> that's like, like <laughs> that's like being uh, thinking the Counting Crows headman is is Van Morrison. I think. <laughs> exactly. Zach, Zach, were those parties like held at midnight in the Carpathians? One would only hope. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. But like, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that Patino. Uh, he was. And, and then the, the other uh, fun fact I learned was Doris Burke uh, babysat Richard Patino. So that's just a, a you know. I just can't really wrap my head around that one either. Doris is a friend of the podcast. I like Doris. Oh, I've been a long time Doris fan as long as I can remember. I mean, this goes back to the early 2000s. She's been. Who doesn't like Doris? Yeah. Yeah. At one time, can we I get mean, her on? Yeah, I'll ask her. I'm looking at Patino's Twitter feed, and I'm not seeing like a whole bunch of great stuff. Except he's got his top four. Can we, can I read? Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's hey, it's time. Uh, let's let's fire off some uh, some Patino tweets. A, a sampling, Ed. I haven't. I have not looked at this feed yet. This is going to be a total surprise for me. So, uh, pure class by Husker Hoops, honoring Dupree McBrayer's mom with T-shirts. Was there? A, was there maybe a maybe a tragedy in that? I'm, I'm assuming. Um, Tara McFarland, Dupree McBrayer's mom, had her hand on the Gophers tonight. Special W in her honor. Sounds like. Sounds like, mom died. A, sounds like an emotional time. Yeah, oh, I watched that, that game. Minnesota basketball. I watched that game actually. Yeah, and they were they were discussing that on the on something. I think it was on the broadcast. I was confused. Uh, Patino's top four as of this week. This is as of December tenth, which happens to be the the birthday of my second son. Um, I have four sons. I can't keep track of their names or their birthdays. Um, <laughs> he's got UVA men's hoops. 
Too much offense to go along with their great defense. Number two, Duke men's basketball. They have the highest ceiling. Okay. Number three, Michigan basketball. Their defense is now as good as their offense. All right. And Kansas hoops. Something is missing, but they will figure it out. <laughs> I do like the editorializing there. So there you have it, the top four for Well, Patino. so the best part of, again, I, the best part of uh, the Patino podcast is, is the first uh, – the first segment is him getting fired. Uh, they call it the um, the breakaway five or something like that. I don't know. Some five questions, and it's it's some dude uh, just throwing at him. Just really, just I'm gonna call him you know the meatball question that that Ed likes to serve up, and and they're just really just boring takes from Patino on whatever <laughs> hot topic is going on in basketball. Like who's the most surprising NBA team this season, and it's just. God, that Man, it's awful. really bad, yeah. But once they get past that, they, they actually get to the interview, and, you know, yeah. Visser well, and uh, Patino were, were kind of tossing back and forth their, their Mount Rushmores, which, if you can imagine, that was... Man. I mean, like, what if we sat here and talked about our Mount Rushmores of, like, everything? I'm pretty sure no one would listen to that. Was this Mount Rushmore of like basketball or of anything? It was it was everything sports. They just were going. It was, it was like a list of lists. They had like they started with basketball coaches and they went from basketball call best college basketball players. They touched on baseball, women's tennis. I mean, it was yeah. it was all over the map. Basically, I think in in honor of of Vesser's uh, really really wide array of skills yeah Yeah, she's covered i didn't know she covered so many events like i didn't know she was such a big in a tennis back in the day i must have been before my time well we got some people here that are interested in tennis right i'm not one of them but well yeah nothing wrong with tennis i I just you don't really i just didn't know she did tennis coverage that's like it's it's interesting tennis was a lot was a lot bigger way back in the uh, 70s and 80s Mm. speaking of um Speak. Oh, let's let's. We got to read some more tweets. Uh, there has to be more than that. So you read the the Dupree McRae'er. Um, that's really pretty much it. Okay. So never mind. <laughs> that's about it. We hope, hope that Rick keeps tweeting either him or his uh, social media manager that maybe has just been on vacation for a couple weeks. <laughs> um, He's really got. Uh, he almost had a thousand likes with that top four. He might have well. His model call. May as well call that the Mount Rushmore of, of current college basketball. Because there's four of them. Sure. Rimshot. Oh, look at this. The first <laughs> reply, though, I see. Rick, big big Petuito fan here. What are your thoughts on volunteer <laughs> hoops? This team looks strong and ready to make a deep run come March. That's from uh, a Lewis Jones. He didn't reply. <laughs> I want to see, see Patino mixing it up on Twitter in his, in his mentions. That would be fun. Let's take a look and see if he's got anything. Okay. I, I don't think he knows Ed, how to reply. Ed, Ed, earlier you had you had kind of teased the fact that you had a question for us. Yes. Um, but I don't think you think you said it's one you th- one you should think about, but then you never asked the question. So <laughs> actually, you should think about it. actually, side chatting me for some reason. I don't know why. I, I don't, don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it for our listeners that are on our group chat that. Um, aren't part of the pod, and I wanted to, to spring it on you, Bob, so you didn't have time to think about it. So, right. um, my question is if you were stranded in the Alaska wilderness for a couple weeks, whatever, you need to survive, 
Which current or former athlete or coach would you want to have with you and why? There's an obvious okay. answer that I'll give, but I'll also give maybe a less obvious answer. Like how long are we talking here? Like is right. like do I need to I'm be stuck with two this? Weeks. Two weeks because like, I have my Have you guys I seen the movie The Edge with with uh, Tony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin? No. Nope. No? None of you? Okay. No. Their plane goes down in Alaska and they gotta they basically gotta survive with a grizzly bear that's been uh, tracking them and they're out in the wilderness for Probably a week at least. My answer is Jim Tomsula. That is the obvious answer. You win. <laughs> yes. Jim Tomsula. <laughs> that, that, I'm glad that you picked that up. Zach, you had some more time to think about it. Did you have an answer that wasn't Jim Tomsula, which is all which would be the correct answer? I don't I don't I guess I don't understand the, uh, the like why is Tom Sula the perfect answer there? I'm 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 mystified. <laughs> oh man, I mean, that guy, you know, he would be, you could, you could put him near a stream and that guy's going to snatch up salmon like it's nobody's business, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, he, he's going to lean in there, he's got, he's probably got really quick reflexes that you can't, you wouldn't imagine for a guy of his girth, and so I don't think you're worrying about sustenance, um, <laughs> I feel like he knows enough about, you know, like making shelter and um and protecting yourself from the elements. I think he's got I think he's got a lot of um knowledge about that. So I think that would be my answer. My if I had to pick somebody that wasn't the obvious choice, it's gonna be Steven Adams. What about Trajan like, Langdon? Yeah. He was from Alaska, right? Because wouldn't he be like the you one of the other guy who's kind of familiar with the territory, maybe knows the sure. land? Oh my God. Like I don't I know where you like was... why why Tom Sula would would know the land like Trajan Langan you know knows the the wilderness. So I think there's some really there are some really great uh, Jim Tom Sula looks like out there. <laughs> and I totally walked over Ed's. I'm sorry, Ed. Who, who's your guy? No, my guy was Stephen Stephen Adams. Um, I think that that if you're talking about like a player. That guy seems like he uh, he could survive, and he's a huge guy. If I'm looking at somebody to shield myself again from a grizzly that's coming after you, um, that would be the guy that would seem to know how to deal with him. Is there anybody else? I'm trying to think, it means a big NBA center would be an obvious answer for at least some like personal protection. Like, how many guys do you think it would take to really take down a grizzly bear? Like, to me, that that's going to take more than two. I don't oh, think yeah. you're going to survive a. I just don't see it. You're going to need, like, a weapon of some kind. I guess you could fashion a a spear or something if you're in the wilderness, you know, grab a stick and sharpen it somehow. I don't know. You know, your your parameters in this, you know, this question are really questionable. And, but uh, Well, I think you hit it. Is, like, are we allowed to have tools and weapons, or is it just straight hand-to-hand? Whatever you find. Like, would... you are in the wilderness, and that's it. I mean, I guess, uh, like, like, I'm not sure. What's, what's the most effective weapon against grizzly bears that you can fashion in the uh, in the wilderness it's going to be like a stick i think a some type of a, like a pike you know like i think some type of a pike that you would fashion out of a felled tree um <laughs> what did you just felled what <laughs> is that really like the right way to say that sure a felled tree F-E-L-L-E-D. okay it is, um, it is yeah 
I think it's a question. You can use a weapon, right? You can use a weapon or not. Well, you've got to well, find a weapon. Thought... You don't have. To, you're not given one. I, I think there's I a. Think you, yeah, that's why. I mean, you'd, you'd you'd get a tree, and you'd have to. The problem there is that you'd have to have something to to sharpen it with to really. I think you could do it though. And I think with that, I think you could take down a grizzly with maybe a couple people. I think you're gonna need some. You're gonna wow. need to outsmart it. Um, well, you're gonna need a weapon. Gonna need, I mean, you're gonna need a weapon. You're gonna need multiple weapons. Well, no. What, the, what, what if we didn't have a weapon? How many men would it take? Yeah, with, in no in a no weapon environment. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm thinking like, and then someone's gonna die. Like you're not gonna have any casualties. Oh, there's gonna be multiple. Someone's gonna die. Yeah, that. There's, there's probably gonna be like ten to fifteen. Well, no, I think you could do it with if you could like uh, distract the you know and, and sacrifice three or four dudes and get a and get a grizzly. <laughs> And get or sorry, get a guy to, to climb on the grizzly's back while he's murdering the four. <laughs> well, I don't right? know how and then, like gouge his eyes out or something. I mean, you got to really get crazy with this shit. I, I think I, you'd have to, yeah, you would need. Some I think type you'd have to tool. go. You'd have to attack the cavities of the grizzly bear. I feel like, <laughs> and that means everything. Okay, like are you like <laughs> stuff something in his ear? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you do this without having some type of an instrument because like my response is that if you can't have like some type of a spear, then you got to like distract it and then have somebody get on the back of it. But well, I've got then, really like, sharp elbows at, so I can probably do, do at least a couple. You of, can do that. Just yeah. concuss it like right in the back, like in the, in the small of the neck, like right by the bottom of the, you know, man, I bet it's got head. some really thick, uh, man, that would be really, I don't think I could make a dent. You really need to like, I well, don't know. That's what I'm saying. You need to get like a few guys in front of him, and you need somebody to go in his rectum. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh no! I didn't know you had that cavity. I don't even know what the like. What? What are you talking about? Are you? <laughs> just think about the internal damage. <laughs> just go straight. Well, here's. I wasn't thinking about that from a cavity standpoint. I was thinking of. <laughs> If you get if you get Stephen Adams again, I'm gonna go with my guy Stephen Adams. If I'm there to help me, you got a big tall guy like that. He could climb on the back of it and maybe put the bear in like a sleeper hold, you know, and try to like that's that's what I There's was. There's no picturing. way, dude. I, I think, think you're only hope. Okay, this is you gotta have at least maybe ten or, or five or six. No, okay, twenty guys. You stack three of them up. Yep. <laughs> you build a human ladder and. <laughs> are they wearing like an oversized coat like you see like kids when they like in some of those movies where the kids are on each other's shoulders and they're wearing a coat to make them look like an adult <laughs> so the bear doesn't know <laughs> I don't know about you guys the best thing about this whole podcast right now if I can just step back is that I am not high at all and I'm having a great time <laughs> oh man I well, so the answer we were talking, is I did Google, and there's there's some people talking like that. You you think you're gonna get like fifty to hundred casualties before <laughs> you can kill a bear with your bare hands? Well, have you ever seen like up close how long a bear's claws are? Yeah, they're enormous. They're like right? they're at least like I'm looking here like two to three inches. Oh yeah, even yeah. You're yeah. getting you're getting mauled. That's gonna go right at your jugular right there. Right, right. You're gonna. Your best hope is to just throw bodies at it so it gets tired, and then um, eventually you can overpower it. I think I'm gonna keep going back to the rectum guy. I think the rectum is the the vulnerable spot. 
<laughs> I thought maybe you meant like like pummeling shots like at at like the at like the groin section, you know, like <laughs> give it a good dick punch. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could dig it. Yeah, like that's what I was what I was saying is you you build a human ladder and you get a bunch of guys to like fall at once on the bear to like create like a. <laughs> You know, uh, like create uh, like as if a boulder fell on the the bear, but it was a bunch of dudes. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> a human boulder. Are you talking about a human boulder where everybody like kind of joins? Yes, like, that's exactly like like, like, like wrists and ankles. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta have a, like you know a bunch of dudes first of all to make a platform. <laughs> here's here's the here's the only way I think you could kill you could kill a bear without using a tool. And even then, I don't think this would work. Could you trick the bear into chasing you and then plan your route so that you come up to a sudden precipice that the bear would not be able to stop in time and you could force it over the ledge while you grab it for safety? I bet the bear would stop. I think so. I think the bear would be athletic enough. Yeah. If I had to guess. Speaking... If you had had some guys there that could join hands behind the bear... It could force them off. That could work. <laughs> kind of like when you're putting a horse in the gate. Yeah. That might work. Yeah, again, you got to make sure you have like like lines of guys, right? Like one guy goes down, the next one steps in. Right. <laughs> what a concept. Good stuff. It's unfortunate that, that uh, we didn't have either uh, Sean, who's in India currently for the next several months, and uh, who will join us eventually. He's just, I don't even know what he's doing right now. He's a... Uh, going offline for a few weeks, which is great for him, good for him. And then uh, Peter was supposed to be on tonight, and that didn't happen. Uh, can you imagine if one of those guys happened to... Maybe... I feel so they have some good takes. Maybe Sean will have some experience with the local um, sloth bear, which uh, I had to double-check, and it is in India, although it's a, it's a vulnerable species. But uh, he might be able to have some type of feedback for us in a later podcast. Is it a member of the sloth family or the bear family? Of the bear family. Um, sloth bear is actually, um, for those of us with kids, is what Baloo is from the Jungle Book. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't say it. That's, that's fascinating. We're here to provide knowledge to our listeners, which are in the single digits. Where do you? That's yeah, uh, speaking of that. Where do you guys stand on the the Curry, uh, the Steph Curry Moon conversation? I think he's been he made an outlandish comment on someone's podcast. Uh, you know, which is another funny thing. All these players have these podcasts, and they're just doing podcasts. And you know, it's uh, good for them. They've got spare time to do podcasts. And uh, so I, I think was it uh, Kent Bazemore's podcast? Did I did I remember that correctly? Kent Bazemore has a podcast. I don't Did know. I just make that up? I mean, I, I'm in the business of making things up. I think that sounds right. Okay. Anyways, so, uh, you know, he says that he uh, he thinks the moon landing was fake, and then a couple days later today comes out with he was joking. I mean, I I mean I don't really care what stuff. I don't really care either. Like I don't really care. Like no one really should care. But but it's still interesting because people think he's important. So they you know like for kids I guess role model. I, I don't know. I don't think it matters. But do you think there's any real evidence that maybe he still thinks the moon landing's fake and he's just like trying to cover it up? I mean, this is kind of like with Kyrie with the flat Earth stuff, right? Well, Kyrie um, is, hasn't let that one go. He'll still. <laughs> um, 
I want to know what J.R. Smith thinks about the the moon landing. I bet he has some interesting thoughts on it. <laughs> Does I, anyone here think the moon landing was fake? Because I bet I bet Sean thinks it was fake. I think what I right? saw there there was like a TV show, and I think it was ironically on Fox, like back in the late nineties. Okay. That actually like purported that there were like you know kind of there was lots of weird TV shows back in the in that time era era that sort of dabbled in the the conspiracy theory uh, genre, which is I don't even really know what else to call it, but and and that was one of them. And it was like really weird. I remember thinking to myself, I guess it's possible, but I don't really what like why would they fake it? I don't I don't really have any real interest in believing that it's fake. Like what's the what's the point? Sean, right. Sean would turn it around to somehow say that us questioning whether or not the moon landing is real is just another way of the government subtly oppressing us into a forced worldview. Well, I was really hoping you would have actually like pretended to be Sean. Sean. Yeah, that was Big really Sean. where I was going with that. I was kind of hoping you just kind of step in with you. So uh, maybe maybe next time. Um, I missed it. No, that's all right. It's okay. You're you're still learning the ropes. I did see that I did see that uh, NASA offered to give Steph Curry a tour of one of its lunar labs, and he's gonna yeah, take I him up on the that. offer. I mean, what a what a great guy! I like Steph Curry generally. I no. think he's a smart enough guy that this is probably some type of a joke. I'm not that sure. I guess. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. Did, did Peter just join the call? What, <laughs> P- Peter, what's your take on the moon landing? Uh, I I, I don't know. I'm I. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it was probably real, right? <laughs> I, I haven't had enough time to practice my limited fake Peter. McCullough. I couldn't tell if that was Peter or Sean. <laughs> you know, but Sean, Sean is like, He's yeah, got more of a drawl. yeah. I, I've thought about this, you guys, on like the moon landing, and you know, like it, it maybe could be real, but like I think that maybe. The government wants you to think it, and so I refuse to think about it. Okay, and that's, no, that's just that's what I think about the moon landing. That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay. That's excellent. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I take fun of, uh, or I take back any of the fun I've been making of you over the past three months, Ed. <laughs> Don't ever stop. I do have. Um, before you got on, Zach, I did do a. I, as as you like, as you know, I'd like to search basketball reference from time to time and find. Interesting statistics on shots. Um, the uh, the leader in the 2018 season so far for most layup shots from between 4 to 90 feet, so it has to be at least 4 feet away for a layup, um, is Julius Randle. He's made 11 of them. <laughs> um, the the what the, the greatest thing, though, is that he is 11 for 16. The next closest in field goal makes is Andre Drummond. He's made 10, but he's also attempted 40. So what is Andre Drummond doing attempting four-foot-plus <laughs> layups? Those got to be like hook shots, right? I mean, I don't know. You can you can do a well, search What is by, a four-foot uh... layup exactly? So that's like, uh, <laughs> that's, you know, uh, about a yard and a half away from the hoop. It doesn't really – if you're t- getting a running start, is that even anything? To take a, a four foot layup, um, I think like I mean, on a fast they have, break, they have four foot or longer dunks. So I'm imagining it's you're taking off from at least four feet away is when you're elevating off the ground. I mean, I'm pretty sure make, that take your shot. that Drummond isn't doing any layups from that. He's always dunking. So I guess I'm not really sure when he's laying the ball even ever in. Mm-hmm. That to me is either it's either a dunk or a 
a bad jump shot. I'm just telling you, if I'm looking at dunks from four feet out, okay. it's uh, Hassan Whiteside is four for five and leads the league. <laughs> God. <laughs> second, nice. second is Rudy Gobert with uh, he's three for five. So they are keeping track of these things. Not on the list is Jokic. I don't know how many. We've talked about this. I think he maybe has a couple dunks on the season so far. Yeah, he's just not a a rim rocker. A real missed opportunity with our bear discussion that the greatest description I've ever read until further notice about Jokic is that he is a fortune telling bear. You got a yeah. you got a source on that one, Ed? You're just gonna throw it out there and That was from somebody from the ringer. Somebody from the ringer. the ringer. Okay. That was I recall. Yeah. Oh I remember too. I just said I couldn't remember the exact uh, source. Giannis leading the league with most dunks so far. 108 dunks on the season. That's a, that's a good Yeah, he that's dunks clip. nonstop. It's crazy. Those go-go gadget arms. Hey, guys. St. John's is 9-0. and And the best team they've beaten is Georgia Tech. Is that... Uh, is... Chris Mullen no longer works there, right? He does. He's the head coach. Is he still the coach? Okay, so these. I thought they. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I heard that he wasn't. Wasn't employed. I mean, they're. They're going to be twelve and zero because they play some really bad teams. Okay, so they're. The they're doing the. The cupcake schedule. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't Mullen? Them, doesn't Mullen have like a great accent? I have never like. I feel like I haven't really ever heard him talk that much. But when I have, I was thrown away by. How thick of an accent that he has, and it's probably where is he from? He's from New York, New York, isn't he? I want to say he's yeah. from he's from the like he's got a a real inner city yes. vibe going on. Yeah, yeah, he played it. Yeah, so yeah, he played at St. John's. Is that right? Yeah, he was born in Brooklyn. Yeah. Great player on NBA Live '95. <laughs> Agreed. One of. Around a hundred. <laughs> Not many bad players on that game. That's about all I got, guys. Have you guys uh, had enough of... of uh, well, Zach, I, I thought you had a question, but maybe it was a joke as to one of the questions you had planned on asking about a certain restaurant. <laughs> you oh, the talk about... Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I, I couldn't find a good segue for it. Is it. I guess this is a good segue into it. Uh, which I mean, I'll just tell you real quick. Top three Taco Bell menu items because I thought about this. Well, is... let's 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 before we get into this, I don't want to get let you know why, why why I thought of this. We were the, the other night uh, we're sitting around and we decided to order Taco Bell, and uh, I, I honestly Taco Bell. Yeah, we're just sitting around. Uh, you know, maybe had a couple drinks that day and decided to to order some Taco Bell and and I honestly I, I hadn't like really looked at their menu lately I always just sort of walk you know drive up and order something that I've always been getting I and I decided to like look up at like a top you know best braided Taco Bell items and I was kind of surprised to see some of the items on that list that I had never even heard of or would it be that that high like the that Dorito this was that this was that this was that Taco Bell <laughs> am I correct so, I, knew, yeah. I knew you were coming. That's what you were stuck on because I was stuck on a two bob. Okay. It's like, <laughs> yeah, talk it's about like it. when people. It's like when people call Green Bay Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It, it is really, Green Bay. It really throws me off. No, it's it's Green Bay, not Green Bay. It's Green Bay. It's Green, green Bay. Green Bay. Taco Bell. 
Uh, Aikman does that a lot, by the way. Aikman does that a lot with Green Bay. So frustrating. Anyway, sorry, Zach. No, this is good. I'm glad you guys are are, uh, are highlighting this. This is great. But anyways, I I decided to Google it, and there were just a couple of menu items that I uh, hadn't tried before, and I just was uh, thinking to myself, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to talk about uh, everyone's top three Taco Bell items. Uh, What's yours, Ed? Give us your top three. I do enjoy – I really enjoy the Doritos, those tacos, a real – innovation mm. from them um that is I that made, your number one you know, or is that your number three i would say my number one would be yeah i'm gonna go with the best one first which is a i would say the nacho cheese doritos los taco supreme okay yeah i saw that on the very i was a, that was a, a popular top five like what's your what's your middle middle number two there I, i'm a big fan of the chalupas there i like the Ooh. chalupas um okay number three and then number three, I gotta go with probably the grilled stuffed burrito. That's a, that's a hearty. What's in that? A hearty uh, item. Uh, I think you get like steak and rice and cheese, and it's uh, it's got a lot of stuff in it and fills you up. I've always uh, kind of sneered at Taco Bell steak. I don't really know if I can can go there. I've had it a couple times, and it's always kind of. If you're, you can't, you can't make that comment if you willingly eat the meat, like the ground beef, after all the stuff that's come yeah, out. I disagree. The I think there. it's just the like the I texture think... of it is too weird. I like it should be better, but it's not. I don't know. Yeah, the ground beef is terrible too. I guess. But does uh, does your lovely wife does she just order like like a bowl of lettuce and cheese or something from Taco Bell or what does she get? Because she's, she's um... no, she'll get the the bean burrito. Um, okay. okay. And and yeah. she also likes the uh, uh, they she likes the nacho fries, but they got rid of those. So. Uh, hmm. Oh, those were good. Those were good. Bob, what's your top three? Um. So I'm gonna say the crunch wrap is up there. Is that your number three? Yeah, I'll call it my number three. Okay. Um, Handheld. Pro- yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, number two. Uh, I like the beefy Fritos burrito. Okay, number it's one. It's on the dollar menu. Okay, yep, it's on one. the dollar no. menu. Yeah. And your no, number one. Number one, my number one is the soft taco. Yeah. That I, is okay. Good. Yeah. And soft I, taco is good. I actually yeah. I hadn't ordered a soft taco in quite a while, and I decided to, to after reading a couple of the lists that had the soft taco way out there, you know, because it is Taco Bell after all. And. And I went ahead and got some soft tacos, and they're pretty good. I, I, had, I just hadn't yeah. had them in a while. It's an amazing food item. How many people are like me where you I'll I'll get like a handful of hot sauces, and then I won't actually use them when I'm eating? Yeah, you um, you are America. That's 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 that. I know. Sometimes I mean it depends, but usually I'll usually I'll try to use them. I'll forget. Depends. I'll forget. Um, You'll just plumb forget. Hey, I'll take a yeah, couple. I'll take two. That. I'll take some mild and hot. Uh, thank you. But then he get he wants to eat and he doesn't want to wait. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I dig it. Um, Bob, do you remember that Dave had a nickname? Um, he basically made up his own name for one of the menu items that is no longer on the Taco Bell menu. God, I'm gonna I'm going to when you tell me what it is. But what's the big beef now. burrito supreme? No, he for for some reason he always loved the chili cheese burrito, but he called it the Cholito. That's right. And I think he ordered it one time, even when it was on the menu still, and they were very confused by it. The Cholito. <laughs> I remember that uh, we called Jaeger Market Fresh because he liked the Market Fresh sandwiches at Arby's. 
<laughs> I remember Dave. I remember Dave um, being taken out of school when Arby's opened in Fond du Lac. <laughs> I do too. My mom got him. He took him out of school so that, because he loved Arby's so much. I Wait, what does that mean? How do you, what, he he got taken out of school? Like he like what do you mean? I what? think that my mom. I think I want to. I feel like my mom like got him out of school early to go and grab lunch, and then he was done for the rest of the day. And they went to the Arby's on the other side of. This is on the other side of Fond du Lac, by the way, which is still not like that long of a drive, but it's not right. like it's right next door to the school or anything. And it was like the grand opening for it, and um, and uh, yeah, Dave was very excited about it. Oh, for a grand opening. Okay. okay. Sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was a big deal in Fond du Lac. So it's like a day game. Yeah. Like, let's say if you're going to a day game for like a major league baseball team's playoff series, and you're you're skipping school. Same thing, except you're going to Harvard. <laughs> except, Essentially. Except you don't really want to tell the story when you get back. Like, yeah, I went to this baseball game. No, I went to the Arby's. <laughs> I went to Arby's. This fast food restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the, the toucan. Is that a toucan or is that? It's a macaw. Macaw. Sorry. Is a toucan actually a bird or is a toucan just like a macaw? Are they different? They are, are you, different. They're are di- you talking about a parrot actually, and a macaw? They're definitely different. A toucan has a much longer beak. It's it's definitely a bird. What animal do you think a toucan would be if not a bird? <laughs> well, I knew it was a bird. I just wasn't sure. <laughs> I just wasn't sure. I'm thinking of Toucan Sam. I mean, Toucan Sam looks a little more similar to Zach's uh, avatar than I think an actual Toucan looks to an actual macaw. Mm-hmm.